Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning, Susie. It's Deborah Evans. Good morning. Good morning, Deborah <coughs> Evans. Good morning, Susie. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Prosperous Pam. Good morning, Prosperous Pam. Good morning, Susie. Good morning, family. Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? On this beautiful morning that the Lord has allowed us to see. Is anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. And who's this? This is Jacqueline. Good morning, Jacqueline. How are you today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing fine. Is this your first time calling? Oh, no. No, it's not. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Susie. Happy Thursday. Good morning, pretty Patrice. Happy Thursday to you as well. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a you too. Thank you. Good morning. And who's that? Good morning, Carla. Happy it's, birthday, lady Patrice. And who is this again? Carla. Oh, good morning, Carla. Good morning. Good morning, Susie. It's Diane. Good morning. Good morning, Diane. Happy Thursday to you, too. It's going to be a beautiful day. Good morning, Lucille. Good morning, Lucille. Happy Thursday, everyone. Have a blessed day. You too. Thank you. God bless you. Good morning. It's Michael. Good morning, Michael. Hi. Good to hear you down this morning. Thank you. May I may I uh, make a prayer request for uh, my friend, Miss Miss Gladys Lindsay? She's ninety eight years old today, and she's in hospice. And uh, we hope that she sees another day. Okay, she's um, Gladys Lindsay, you say? Yes. 98 today. Yes, ma'am. Oh, how wonderful. Praise God. Mm-hmm. And she is in hospice, you say? Yes, she is. Oh. Okay. We're going to celebrate today, though. Thank God for that. Oh, yes. You know, she'll be happy. Appreciate you all. Thank you so much. We appreciate you, too. Give her a big hug from everybody. 
Absolutely. Thank you. Has anyone else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Good morning. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Thursday, everyone. Good morning. Happy Thursday to you, too. Anyone else join the call that would like to say good morning? Anyone else like to say good morning on this beautiful Thursday morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Morning, Susie. It's Elsie. Good morning, Elsie. Good morning. Anyone else like to say good morning? Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone else joined the call? Good morning, Susan. This is Anita. Good morning, Anita. Anyone else like to say good morning? Anyone else like to say good morning on this beautiful day before I get started? Okay, well, it is time to get started. Um, But before we do move forward, we do ask that you mute your line so that we can proceed. And hello again. My name is Susie, and I am your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 o'clock a.m. Pacific Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed, too. Be sure to join us daily in June for the monthly theme entitled Journey to the Secret Place. Week 3's declarations, messages, Teaching and lessons will be based on worship on your journey to the secret place. Our wonderful and gifted declares will definitely bless you. There are two announcements today. Ladies, please join us tonight and every Thursday night for Walk It Out Women's Call, hosted by Ms. Lisa Porter. They will be going through the book entitled Emotionally Healthy spiritually. It's impossible to be spiritually mature while remaining emotionally immature by Peter Sazero. The call takes place from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific time right here by dialing the same number tonight. You will be blessed. 
Next, we encourage you to partner with Declare Victory in giving in an effort to share the gospel both locally and abroad. We thank you in advance for your gift. Please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declare victory or cash app dollar sign I declare victory. Now repeat that www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash declare victory or cash app dollar sign I declare victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There were no prayer requests on the app, but I do have two spoken ones and one that was on the, in, on Facebook. Brother Andrew is asking that we pray for him as he is seeing black strings in, in his field of vision in his left eye. And he did report that eight hours ago. And Michael is asking prayer for Gladys Lindsay, who is 98 years old today and is in hospice. If we can please lift her up and pray for her. The order of the call this morning is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Dion. The declaration will be brought by Angela. Then we will go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare Angela. And I will repeat that. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Dion. The declaration will be brought by Angela. And we will go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare Angela. The scripture for today is Psalms 45:11. So shall the king greatly desire thy beauty. For he is thy Lord. Worship thou him. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to the prayer warrior, Dion. Everyone have a wonderful and blessed day. Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Good morning, God morning, great morning, and happy uh, Thursday it is on today. So prepare your hearts and minds as we approach the throne of grace. Make sure that your heart posture um, is yielded, that if there's anything that you're harboring or holding, that you take just a moment. Uh, to release. Amen. Hallelujah. And so most gracious and heavenly Father, we come before your throne this morning simply saying thank you. We honor you. We admonish you. We call you great majesty. We call you an awesome God, an everlasting Father. You are our Prince of Peace. You are our Jehovah Gabor. And this morning, we do bless your name. 
we lift our hearts and our minds right now and say that you are our God, a very present help in the time of trouble. You are our strong tower, our refuge. In you do we trust. We glorify your name this morning and we say thank you. You said that it's our responsibility to enter your courts with thanksgiving and your gates with praise. And this morning, uh, we bow our hearts in submission to your sovereignty. We bow our hearts in submission to your authority. We thank you in advance, Lord God, for being everything that we need. We thank you this morning for supplying every need according to your riches in glory. We thank you in advance that we suffer no lack, that every single thing that we need is in you. And because we're in you, Lord God, we can experience the fullness of your joy. We thank you this morning that the joy of the Lord is our strength. And we bless you this morning that we are strong because in every area of weakness, you show yourself strong. And so, God, we do bless your name now. Uh, we call you every single thing that we need. We thank you that our families are well. We thank you that our minds are sound this morning, for you have not given us a spirit of fear, but that of power, love, and a sound mind. We thank you that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the very pulling down of strongholds. And so now we cast down every imagination that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ. We thank you that because you are the greatest power, we can never be defeated. We thank you this morning that we are strong and victorious in every effort that we make. We bless you this morning because you've wrapped your loving arms around us and we are accepted in the beloved. We thank you this morning that we don't have to use any ill effort to validate ourselves, to prove ourselves, to love you back. Lord Jesus, but that because we are already accepted in the beloved, we can simply be everything you designed us to be. Hallelujah. We are in full and total agreement with the truth of your word for our lives, according to Psalms 139.16, that God, before we live any one of our days, that it was already written and established in the heavens. And so this morning, we thank you for the truth of your word being light to our path. We thank you that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of. And by God, we thank you that our foot will not stumble, that we will not kick against the prick God. Every area of pride, we cast it down now in the name of Jesus. Every area of fear, we break every stronghold and apply the blood of Jesus even now as I pray. And we call you our strength. We call you our hope. We call you our propitiation. Holy Spirit, 
we give you permission to run Rashad in our lives and use every element of the essence of our being according to the perfect design of kingdom standard. We thank you, Lord God, for every law, principle, and precept, every prophetic word that's been spoken over our lives, that's been decreed and declared over our existence and our legacy, be made manifest through your power. We thank you that we can relinquish our ideas for your truth and identity. We bless you, oh God, that in this season we won't miss the mark. We thank you, Lord Jesus, even for the secret place of worship. We bless you, oh God, even for the secret place of surrender and submission. We thank you, oh God, that we have an opportunity to abide in you. Glory to the name of Jesus. We thank you that the blood of the lamb is applied to every area of our life and no harm will come nigh us. We pray for every person that's sick, Lord God, that sick in their mind. Our God showing symptoms in their body. We thank you that because you were beat with the cat of nine tails, God, that your blood is enough to make us whole again. God, not just to heal us, but in every area of our lives, oh God, in our thinking, you're a healer. God, in our living, you're a healer. In our physical body, you're a healer. In our mentality, you're a healer. In our perspective, you're a healer. God, but we don't want to just be healed. We want to be made whole. Every area of brokenness, oh God, we declare that because you're more than enough, God, that every area would live up to the standard that's set by you. The word of God declares that when the enemy comes in, like a flood, you'll lift up a standard against it. And so this morning, we pull on the standard. This morning, we grab a hold of the horns of the altar and declare that you are our God. And we are your people this morning. Hallelujah, God. We pray for every area of government and legislation in the natural, oh God, that it would begin to align with the truth of your word for the government in the heavens. We thank you that you are uh, the author and finisher of our faith, oh God, and no governmental system established in the earth rules over us. God, but that we're held to the truth of your standard in the kingdom. Our God, give us this day our daily bread. Our God, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but God, because you're a strong deliverer. Deliver us from all evil, for thine is the kingdom. Hallelujah, God, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. I pray this morning for the minds of your people that we trust you beyond what we can see, the extension of your hand, God, but that we begin to see your heart. God, that we begin to lean in to the truth of your throne, God, and that we make our petitions known. God, that we begin to stand fast 
on the truth of your word for our legacy, God, for our children, oh God, for our government, God, for the things established in earth, God, that they would mirror that which is established in heaven. God, and now we thank you even for each person on this line. God, for marriages, God, that you would bind them up in love. Somebody needs to mute their phone. That you would continue to keep them by your power. God, that you would begin to minister to them in the midnight hour. God, for you said where two or three are gathered in your name. There you would be in the midst. God, we declare that this morning, you're welcome here. Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Begin to mend hearts, God. God, according to your word, God, begin to change and transform minds. For the word declares that we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind, God. Every area that's stagnant, God, every area that's full of waste, property, and negativity, God, we come against it in the name of Jesus, and we abolish it by fire. Anything that contradicts the truth of who you are to us, in us, and through us, oh God, we align our lives this morning, uh, and we thank you, God, because you're more than enough. God, we thank you this morning that because of the truth of your word, God, that every single attempted arrow, every single attempted weapon is thwarted by your power, for you are a God of might. God, be our great counsel this morning. Hallelujah. Be our great legislator this morning. Our God, be our great lawgiver this morning. God, that you would begin to make manifest the truth of your word according to the foundations being set. God, use us in every area of our life. Use us, oh God, in the grocery store. Use us on our jobs. Use us, oh God, to be light in dark places. We thank you that the entrance of your word gives light and adds understanding. Our God, I declare and I decree this morning that you shall do a performance. God, show out in us. Show out through us. Show out for us. For you said if you be lifted up, hallelujah, you draw all men unto you. And so, God, this morning, we elevate you above our situations. We elevate you above our circumstances. We elevate you above our thought process. We elevate you above every mediocre element of our life. And we call you a strong tower. Hallelujah. God, I pray for every police department in the name of Jesus. I pray even as we legislate in the courtrooms in the natural, that they would mirror what's being legislated in the courtrooms in the heavens. I pray for every chief of police. God, I pray for accountability in the name of Jesus. I pray for every black man this morning, every man of color, every Latino man, every Fijian man, every Every Filipino man, God, anyone that experiences unjust living, God, you are a God of justice, and we thank you in advance. Hallelujah, we thank you in advance for being a God of justice. God, you make all things new. We thank you for this season and this moment in history where revolution is happening. God, let us not stand by idly in silence, God, but let us cry from the rooftops 
that our God is the sovereign God. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you for unity in the earth. We thank you, oh God, for a mind to work hand in hand. Our God, I thank you this morning for a mind to watch, to work, and to pray. I thank you this morning for a mind to war. Even in the spirit, I call out every intercessor. Our God, from their sleep and their slumber, I declare and I decree that every intercessor, God, in the midnight hours when you give a prayer, God will feel a sense of urgency now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you in advance. I thank you for supernatural partnerships as it relates to business, God. I thank you that the marketplace is open. I thank you, Lord God, for access this morning. In the name of Jesus, I pray for every pastor attempting to navigate through this season. I pray that their faith fails them not, God. I pray that you would give them wisdom and divine strategy. I pray, oh God, that you would begin to teach them. God, teach them new methods and processes to reach the masses in the uttermost parts of the earth. God, I pray for those that are called, God, to homelessness and to feeding, Lord God, to outreach ministry. I pray, oh God, that the weight of meeting the need is heavy. I pray for every philanthropist this morning. God, that you would open doors. God, that you would make ways out of nowhere for supernatural supply. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, oh God, this morning that even the burden of those that are called to ministry would not wane or faint, Lord God. That, that you strengthen their heart. I pray for those that are full of anxiety and fear in this season. We break every stronghold. We nullify every agreement. God, we declare and we decree that every single thing you called us to, somebody still needs to mute their phone. Thank you. Hallelujah. That you are working all things together for our good. God, and I pray this morning that every heart under the sound of my voice feels the weight of a need to operate differently in this season, that our communities become accountable one for another, God, that we begin even to police our own areas, oh God. I thank you, Lord God, for supernatural budgets. I thank you that in this season, Lord God, that we'll be able to purchase land. Our glory to God, that some will be betrothed to us. I thank you, oh God, for making it simple to do ministry. I thank you, oh God, that every ploy of the enemy is thwarted by the blood of Jesus. And we bless your name this morning. And as we begin to take our phones off mute, we declare and we decree this morning that we are the righteousness of thank God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. 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 <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do that.
Um, if someone can please just double check your phone, triple check, even if you think that you are on mute, we have some um, background noise. Please uh, check your phone. Amen. Um, so this morning, this morning, this um, worship in the secret place, the secret place of worship, um, it's a very uh, heartfelt place for me. So you may hear a lot of my passion. In this place, um, it's going to be needy. Hopefully I can get through it all. Um, and it's, um, I'm excited to share this with you on this morning. So let us go forth. Let us go before the throne of grace. Father, thank you. We praise you. We worship you. I'm your servant, God. Have your way, Jesus. Open up the hearts of those that have ears to hear, Father. Till the soil of their heart that they may receive your word with gladness and that they may conceive and be able to apply it to their life. Father, open up my mouth to only speak and say what you have given me to say. In Jesus' most precious and holy name, I pray. Amen. Well, amen. Here we are. Let us start off with um, the secret place. I want to, I didn't pull out um, the reading of these particular scriptures. They're very familiar with us, but like with familiar scriptures, we want to be more than familiar with them. We want to process these scriptures with the Lord. We want to sit before the Lord. We want to ask the Holy Spirit um, to give us revelation and understanding um, on these scriptures. So before I go into the secret place, this is going to be uh, broken up into two pieces, the secret place and then worship and how we um, bring those both together. But I do want to want you to write down um, Psalms 91, uh, 9 through 10 and 13 through 14. Um, that is that's such a good meaty place if um if you are you're ever sitting around like oh what do i uh want to study or you know what can i indulge in in the bible you can get stuck in 9 and 10 and 13 through 14 um and really get get a heart get god's heart of how he is um how he abides and how he pulls us into a secret place and what it's all about. So allow the Holy Spirit to take you into a great place of revelation in those scriptures right there. So let's go into the secret place. Um, secret place, secret place, secret place. Uh, it's a place of so much love and um, relief. So much love and relief. And listen as we teach, listen to the words, listen to um, words, because words are big, you know, words are powerful because the Lord made them that way. He put power in words. There's so much love and relief in the secret place, which brings worship in an in intimate, spiritual, emotional place. It's a place where you can be quiet even if the day is noisy. You can be quiet even if you're busy. It doesn't have to be a physical, I'm going in my bedroom or I'm going into the garage, closing the door, cutting myself off from everyone. It can be that, but it can also be that 
intimate inner place, that intimate secret place that we go to in God, where you're just quiet, like the perfect getaway, a place to internally detach from the noisy world, where you can experience the Father, where you can experience our Father intimately, daily, hourly, every minute and moment. So the secret place is so hidden that the enemy, listen to this, the secret place is so hidden that the enemy can't even find you. He can throw a javelin right at you, but it will part in two. So picture that, picture that, picture that, picture that. He can throw a javelin right at you, but that javelin will part in two and go around you on each side like water flowing toward a rock in a stream, a small stream, a trinkling of a water. And you'll see a, a, wa a rock sticking um, up and water uh, trinkling towards it, splitting in two and going on each side. I see the secret place as a cloaking, kind of like Star Trek. You know how they would get cloaked and you know people can't see them. That, that's how I see the secret place. Because when you're in this secret place, you can fully enjoy life, no matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstance is. There's no anxiousness, no anxiety about life or about attacks. Will you have them? Yes. But in the secret place, you're able to process them differently. Living in a full understanding. And all of this takes time. And it's okay with God, long as you stay in the process with him, because process takes time. Learning takes time. When we were kids, some of us still are, <laughs> when we were um, in, in uh, let's just say we were in, um, start off in preschool, and we went to college. That took time, 12 years of um, your early education, and the next anywhere from four to 10 years of advanced learning. It took time. You had to take tests. You had to be put in classes maybe that you didn't know anything about. You had to be put in circumstances that you didn't know anything about within your classroom, within your peers, within your working groups. But there was a testing of knowledge. There was grading. And there was a prize. So living in a full understanding, coming to the fullness of Romans 8 and 28, a very, very common scripture. Again, at this point in time in our life, as it was said in prayer, we, we cannot be in a common place. We cannot be in as business as usual. We cannot still say the same things, live the same way, quote the same quote, operate outside of God's word. I want to read Romans 8 and 28 to you, actually Romans 8 and 26 through 39. I was just going to do 28, but I'm going to do um, 29. Okay. Um, likewise, Romans 8 and 26 through 20, uh, 39, or it's a little long, but um, we're, we're going to get through. Well, not completely through 39, because I want to bring out a point in this. Okay. Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weakness. 
For we do not know what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit, the Holy Spirit himself, makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the Spirit is because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Listen to this, and this is the place you have to have confidence. I don't care your age. I don't care your circumstance. I don't care what's going on right now. I don't care the mistakes you've made. You could be listening right now from a jail cell. You could be listening right now um, from a situation that you made some mistakes or you intentionally did something wrong, and you are in a place right now of um, remorse, whatever the situation may be. You have to have confidence right here. And we know that all things, listen to this, work together for good to those who love God. Here's what I want to bring out. To those who are called according to his purpose, to those who are called according to his purpose, listen, for whom he foreknew, listen to this, for whom he foreknew, ask yourself, did God foreknew me? I mean, foreknow me. If you go back to Ephesians, what does Ephesians say? You were predestined before the foundation of the world. He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Let me read that again. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, whom he predestined, these he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. Whoa. Wow. That should have blew your hair back. That should have blew your toupee back. That should have blew your wig back. Your glue should have came off. Um, that right, oh, my God. That right there. That sums that, that. Can you imagine? You know, some of us that grew up in church, what we learned in children's church, what we learned in um, prayer and Bible band, what we learned, you know, in the when we would go, you know, to church in the summer, all these little things and these songs we sing. What if, what if, what if? Some of us may have, I don't remember this, but what if from a child we were taught that moreover, whom he predestined, he also called. Whom he called, these he also justified. And whom he justified, these he also glorified. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to What if we taught our babies that from birth? Where would they be when they get our age? Okay, okay. let me bring this back in because that, that takes me someplace. That place, that's a place of confidence. So I want you to hold on to that. It all works together with the secret place and with worship, okay? So a part of this process is learning to sit with God and process and know what he is doing in you and through you. I don't know. I've been asking God, God, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what. I don't know what. I don't know what. We can get there. But when we just sit and just listen and just release, 
and stop trying to have control over our uncontrollable. When, you're, when you don't have control over something, you don't have control over it. There's no sense in getting all upset, rolling, foaming at the mouth, and just going at it. It takes some time, and it's okay. We are so hurried. We are so busy. We are so critical and so judgmental. And then we go to God. Let me back that up. People can be, now this is us listening. People can be very critical, very judgmental. We hear these things. We take on this in society, in Christendom. We take it on as fact and truth, and we bring that to our Father. We think it's right, especially if it comes from leadership and of any way. It could be boss. It could be clergy. It could be parents. It could be older brother or sister, older, I don't know, older best friend, older, um, you know, kids looking. I'm 10, and I'm looking at somebody that's 13, and they're telling me to do this. I'm 50. I'm looking at somebody that's 60. I'm Things that are said and done to us, unfortunately, we take that on. We have, some of us may have grown out of it. Some of us have, you know, progressed out of it. But those that have not, it's okay. Because God wants you to be in a position to where you need him. If you know everything, what you need him for? Part of this process is learning to sit with God and process and get to know what he is doing in you and through you by asking him the right questions. You know, I've taught on this before, asking the right nurturing questions, not the why, why me, woe is me, not that. Lord, what are you doing in me right now? Lord, what am I to do with this? What steps do you want me to take? Okay? So learning to stay focused and not be distracted from true worship of him, this happens when you are in the secret place. This happens when you are in the secret place. This will allow you to worship in spirit, that secret place and truth, what God says. And it's doing again in your life, abiding and trusting in his word, no matter what. And I'm still talking about that secret place. God wants us to experience his glory. He loves to share with us. He loves it. I promise you, he loves to share with us. He wants us to always partner with him. Partner with him in his glory realm, in his power. This comes by, this, listen, listen, listen. This comes by agitation, which builds and it fixes us and it molds us. And we can't negate this. So it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It all is working for our good. So in that secret place, it's a place that is untouched. It's unmoved. It's naked. You're open. He flows freely through you. God is given an opportunity to visit with you. He allows us to share in his goodness, his peace, 
his love, his long suffering, his attributes. Again, the secret place does not have to be a physical place. It can be an internal place that you go to when you're at work or when you're at home, wherever you are and you're dealing. We deal with people. We have to deal with people. We deal with people with emotions and ups and downs and ins and outs and who did this and who's doing this. We, we can't say it just doesn't happen. We notice things when they happen. And as we mature, we, we handle these things in a better way, but we still recognize them. But when you're in the secret place, like I mentioned earlier, that javelin, it will split in two and go on each side of you. I'm reminded of something that Solomon said. Solomon, Solomon, Solomon. I love the, I love Solomon. When Solomon talks about um, the wisdom, after he asked God and God interpreted, he asked God, Lord, show me how to, co to, to go in and to come out. And the Lord interpreted that as Solomon wanted wisdom. So he applied the greatest ever wisdom that existed to Solomon in man. So Solomon's wisdom, Solomon's wisdom, Solomon's wisdom was a secret place. Listen to why I'm saying it was a secret place. Because remember when Queen Sheba came, Queen Sheba heard about him now, they couldn't just jump on a plane. Like we could go jump on a plane right now. Plane fares is really, really sweet, <laughs> real good. You know, you go to Hawaii for $300, round trip, travel on a Sunday, Monday, most expensive days, it's cool. They traveled, you know, somebody had to carry her chariot because, you know, queens didn't have to feel all those bumps on the roads. Now, now, now the way wasn't paved like it is for us. You know, I was going through the mountains the other day and, you know, it was a nice uh, road paved and on each side was, you know, it looked, you know, wilderness. Each, each side was very dense, trees, grass, all this other type of stuff. They didn't have that. They made a way, you know, they learned how to get through the mountains and around and in the wilderness, but it wasn't that easy and it took months. It took months to travel. We're talking desert heat, cold snow. So she traveled because she heard of his wisdom. The wisdom that he got, he applied in his life. Everything around him was so great. When she got there, saw his wisdom, she fainted. They had to revive her girl, get up. Yeah, he bad. She like, oh, good God Almighty, you are bad. She was a pagan woman. She went into worship. She started giving God glory. That is a good God Almighty, a secret place for a person to be in. Okay, moving on in Solomon. Listen, Solomon, I believe he was talking to one of his dad's friends and said, uh, even at this point, even my enemies have uh, retreated. My enemies are at peace with me. A secret place where your enemies will be at peace with you. A secret place to where if your enemy isn't at peace with you and they're throwing that javelin, Saul and David, that javelin, can you see that? That javelin will split in two and go right around you, that you will not be touched in that secret place. So listen, okay, so let's move on. Let's move on to worship. 
worship, worship, worship. It's all tied together, worship. So think about the secret place. Think about the mindset. Think about the confidence you need to have in your relationship with God, in your, your, your mumbles and your talking and your, your meditation and your going throughout the day. Just think about that secret place. Now, getting into worship, we may have heard this already, but I do want to um, separate the difference of praise and worship, okay? Praise is, is transferring credit. Praise to God is something that he did for you. I'm giving him praise. I just got an unexpected thing, ding, ding. Okay, my cash app is going off. Oh, wait a minute. Ah, where did I get this from? God, thank you. I give you praise. That's something that he did. Worship. Ascribes transfers credit. I'm sorry, praise ascribes. It transfers credit. Credit and worship describes. So remember, worship describes God, his attributes, who he is. A part of one of the um, things that I am doing, just a part of Bible study, not for anything, but so that I, well, it is for something, but not for like a class or anything, but something so I will know. I am in the process of studying all of God's attributes, studying what he says about himself so I can give that back to him. Because if you don't know him, and I think I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but I'm gonna come back to this. If you don't know him, you cannot worship him. Worship is not praise. Worship is describing God. It's what God receives. You cannot worship beyond the knowledge that you have of God or of something. Or of something. Now, I want to jump down, and I'm going to come back to this, because I had a note here. I want to go down to John 4 and 19. So now we're, we're talking about knowing God, because you cannot worship him if you do not know him. You cannot describe him if you don't know how to describe him, if you don't know his attributes. Okay? So John 4 19, and I am going to read this in the Passion Translation. Now, this was when he was, went to go get some water and a Samaritan woman. The woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me this. Why do our fathers worship God here on this nearby mountain? But your people teach that Jerusalem is the place where we must worship. So tell me, which is right? Jesus responded, believe me, dear woman. The time has come when you won't worship the Father on a mountain or in Jerusalem, but in your heart. Ding, 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 ding. Secret place. Your people don't really know the one they worship. Oh, listen. Listen to what he says to her. We Jews worship out of our existence. Oh, my God, good God Almighty. For it's from the Jews that salvation is made available. From here on, worshiping the Father will not be a matter of the right place, but will be the right heart. For God is a 
spirit. And he longs to have sincere worshipers who worship and adore him in the realm of spirit and in truth. And I read that from the Passion Translation. Listen to what Jesus says to her. He said, yeah, y'all do that, but you don't even know who you're worshiping. You're just, you've opened up a book and you took some words and you're just repeating them. How many of us can admit we've been guilty of just repeating what we've heard without an understanding? Say yes. Okay. Do you know why you're saying yes? Tell them yes. What are you telling them yes for? Give it to God. We hear that all the time. Did he say this situation that you're in to give it to him? Or is it something that's over in James when he tells you to mortify the flesh and you're not getting any results or you've gotten a, uh, a, a quick, uh, let's just say a quick rush of adrenaline because you got happy for a moment. I'm going to give it to God. But in his word, what did he say about your situation? Because if he said, for you to mortify it, if he said for you, you to, to shut up or you to stop, you to get out the bed, you to stop your profanity, you to stop your blaming, condemnation, you stop it. There's things he said, you mortify the flesh, but we're saying, oh, I'm going to give it to God. Error, nope, thing, you're not wrong. Nothing's going to happen. You're just going to feel good. We have to obey his word. Okay, so I'm going to jump back up here. Back to just uh, uh, worship describing. Again, you cannot worship beyond the knowledge that you have of something. So we talked about John 4. Jesus said it. Y'all worship, y'all don't even know what you worship. So let's do this. Here's something for us to do just for the sake of time. Break down the word worship. You know how we used to do the suffix, the prefix, learning English, you know, elementary root words. Break it down. Um, one of the words I do want to take out of the word worship, because you know it was translated into the word worship, is the word ship. Ship. It means to go on board. Go on board. I love it. You got to catch it. You got to catch it. Okay. So listen, worship. We're into worship now. To esteem with honor, to respect someone or something. Place high value interest in very meaningful and valuable ways to show respect to. And that could be in someone or it could be in something. I'm going to show you something about why I keep saying in something. To bow down to, to embrace acknowledge their power and who provides either good or bad attributes. Listen to what I said, either good or bad attributes. Acknowledge by having a perpetual gratitude, a perpetual gratitude. When you're acknowledging something, when you're mulling over something, when you're constantly saying something, you're having perpetualness about it. A constant gratefulness. Worship could be a, a, a physical way, uh, a place of surrender. You can lay prostrate, okay, mingling in it, your emotions, your mind, 
total abandonment of yourself. Nothing about you. When you're worshiping God, it has nothing to do with you. You're not asking him for nothing. You're not telling him about yourself. Nothing. Not a zero. Worship. You put your all into it. And you give your whole self, your whole mind, your whole body, your whole emotion. So let us take a moment to think about who or what we are worshiping. So listen, we know for the most part, we're talking about worship of God. But listen, worship is a word. Worship is a word. It carries power. Worship. It's not just a, 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 a lukewarm word that we can just throw around. Listen to how powerful worship is, okay? So listen, we can worship God, but we can also worship circumstances. We can also worship things, cars, houses, spouses, children, emotional stressors. When you are constantly thinking about and acknowledging the attributes Okay, the attributes, the power, constant gratefulness, perpetual gratitude of the abuse, of the abandonment, of the bitterness, of the hurt, of the anger. You are giving the situation or the spirit acclimates. You are worshiping when you do that and you're giving it power. In turn, you are building it. You are giving it power over you. You are building that power of what you don't want in you. You are partnering with it. And we wonder why these things won't go away. We wonder why we cannot have a breakthrough. We could pray all day in Micah for the breaker to come. Lord, send the breaker to come for us to have a breakthrough. But you've been worshiping this emotional stressor. You've been uh, talking about its attributes. You've been in constant gratefulness with it. You've been in perpetual gratitude of it. You've engulfed yourself in it. It's the same word, worship. It carries the same power. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God. And we wonder why it won't go away. You have conceived it. And you build on it daily, hourly, every minute. And every moment. It's the same thing. You worship God for his attributes and you worship that circumstance, that situation. I, I, I don't have any finances right now. Even in this pandemic, I lost my job. This bill, that bill. I don't know what to do and blah, 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 and blah. You're worshiping it. You're building it. You're giving it power. Do you see how powerful worship is? God's words carry power. Your brain, your brain, your brain has a job to do. It does not differentiate what you give it. Listen, I'm talking about your brain. I'm not talking about your heart. I'm talking about your mind, your brain as a function. 
the muscle, the juicy, quirky-looking muscle, the left side, the frontal, the cortex, the thighs. Talking about your brain, it has a function. Your brain has a job to do. It does not differentiate what you give it. Your emotions do. Your brain will take the data and the, the data and process it. You give it bad, it's gonna process it. You give it good, it's gonna process it. It's your emotions that determine what you do with the information that you give to your brain. Listen to this. Listen to this. If you can master and worship suffering, if you can master a suffering state, you can master a state, a state of joy. Same brain. If you can master worshiping whatever situation you're in, whatever thoughts you're having, you can master worshiping our master. It's the same brain. If you can figure out, find out how to do this, how to fix this, this, that, and the other, it's the same thing. You can find out about God. You can learn who he is. You can search out his attributes so you can worship him. So how do I worship him from a secret place? Here's a few things, and then I'm going to end with some steps to intimate worship. So how do I worship him from a secret place? Knowledge, experience, wisdom. Knowledge. Learn his character. Learn who he is. He says who he is. I am the great I am. Drop mic. I am the great I am. I'm compassionate. I'm long-suffering. I'm slow to anger. I'm good. That's worship. Give it back to him. That's who he says he is. Knowledge. We talked about John 4 and 19 when Jesus said, you don't even know who you're worshiping. You've got to know who you're worshiping. Experience. New experiences bring new emotions. Allow God to be in your life, to be able to experience him through your trials and testings and blessings. Experience. You've got to experience him. You've got to experience him as Lord, Father. You've got to experience him as provider. You've got to experience him as daddy. You've got to experience him as God. You've got to experience him when he's fierce. God experience him. So you can now associate new memory. Okay? So new associative memory can be formed. We want that because we got the formation of whoever raised us. We got the formation of a father or not having a father. We got the formation of whoever raised us in their anger, taking things away from us. Okay, you were bad. You don't get a cookie. You did this, so I'm going to do this. If you don't do this, I'm going to do this. All this performance stuff. And we did it as parents. That's not God. He's not like that. So 
so a new associative memory can be formed, so your worship can be formed in knowing him there in that secret new place, so it will flow from experience. And wisdom, it's inborn in us. It's inherent. He built it, just like when he built the laws. It's just kind of like it's inherent. If there's a police officer sitting on a corner and you do a California stop, for those of us who are in California, that means slide up to the stop sign, don't completely stop, kind of look both ways and keep going. You go to about maybe two miles an hour. You don't completely stop, maybe three miles an hour for some of us. You don't completely stop, probably California stop. And here comes the police, pull you over. No sense in you getting mad. And some of us have gotten mad. What? What you pull me over for? You didn't completely stop. That's in, that's a law. It's inherent. It's built in, okay? You break a law, you're going to get a ticket. It, it's built in. No one's creating, no one is creating Jesus. I mean, God, when he, when, he, when he rested, he did it already. Everything is inherent. He's not creating anything. He's not coming up with something. He's not coming up with a consequence. He built it. Deuteronomy. Talks about it, Deuteronomy. If you do this, this is what will happen. If you do not do this, this is, it's built in. But he always turns around and blesses us. He teaches us a lesson. And we may have thought, okay, we're teaching our children a lesson, or those that thought they were teaching us a lesson too, but they didn't quite, or we didn't quite go about it the same way that Jesus does. And I've learned that with my adult children or even when they were in more in their high school years. When we do our correction, and there are consequences, but there's got to be an embracing and a loving and a blessing because that is what God does to us. Okay, so let's go. Wisdom, innate knowledge, inborn, it's inherent. Wisdom, learning. Wisdom, get some wisdom, how to apply the knowledge and the experience. You have wisdom, you'll know how to go into that secret place of worship. Okay, so now here are some steps. We'll give you six steps. And in these steps, you, you can take them and study them out. Okay, steps to intimate worship in that secret place. Study. Study. Study true worship. What is worship? Acknowledging God for who he is, his attributes, his character. Ask yourself, how much do I know about God? Again, you can't worship someone or acknowledge him unless you have knowledge about him if you don't know. If you don't know him, you cannot worship him. Well, I don't feel like no God. You can know God. Could you please mute your phone? Please mute your phone. You can know God. Open up the word. You can just Google it. You can Google it. You can type in God's attributes, God's character. What does God say about himself? That was number one, study. Number two, transparency. Release of guilt and condemnation in Psalms 68 and 18. If I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not 
here. Okay, so when you look at the different translations of this, uh, some of them don't resonate with my spirit. They kind of change the word regard. And if you study with what regard means, that's like holding to truth. That's 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 holding on to that condemnation. You know, you're 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 coming before God guilty. God says, don't do that. If you've repented. I have thrown it into the sea of forgetfulness. I have blotted it out. So you do the same. You cannot come to God with condemnation and expect to get anything from him. It says, if I regard wickedness in my heart, the Lord will not hear. Transparency is number two. Under, number three, understand the secret place is by permission, not by performance. And that's in relation to number two, transparency. In Genesis, God told Moses, out of all that Moses had did, Moses killed the man, Moses lied, Moses did a whole bunch of stuff, but God still told him, I need you to come up and come away. He had to go get into a secret place with God. For that setting and that time, Moses' secret place was totally separate from the people because the people were cutting the food. It's by permission, not by performance. Our salvation is by permission and gifting. It is not by our performance. Number four, sacrifice. Time. Sacrifice your time. Intimate worship in a secret place. Sacrifice your time. That can be in many ways. That could be in the morning. That could be in the evening. That could be throughout the day when you're on a break. What I used to always say when I was actually in the office, I, I would tell my supervisors, well, if the people that smoke, they could go outside four and five times a day and I'm smoke. Why? I, I want to go outside just four or five times a day just to get some sunshine. How about that? I got an addiction too. My addiction is, this, my, my addiction is getting out of this cubicle. How about that? Take some time. Time. In your brain, when you're functioning, you're working. Take a minute, put, put a timer on. 12 o'clock, three o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock, ding, 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 ding. Oh, time, let me, let me just give the Lord back to him who he is, worship him. God, you God of long suffering, God of peace. Fasting, get, in, get into a habit of fasting. Get into a habit of fasting. Finances, fasting. Let me go back to fasting because I put an S there. However you want to do it throughout the day. Fasting from what? Fasting from something to keep your mind and your, your body, your emotions, your heart in a secret place. TV, people, talking. I don't know, just whatever it may be. Food, of course. Um, juice, sugar, something. Finances, giving, giving, giving. You have to give. That's a part of sacrifice and service. Simply opening the door for somebody. That's service. You see people's face. They get, oh, thank you, thank you. That just makes people feel good. And you God loves it when you do stuff like that. He's like, oh, okay, go, angel, go. Go drop down that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Service. Number five. Ask the Holy Spirit. Oh, my God, just ask him. 
Number six, obedience is better than sacrifice. For the sake of time, I'm not going to read this, but we can, we, we, can, um, we can err in our worship with God. And that's what I want you to study. And it's, you have to study this. Even though I'm going to leave this with you, it's kind of like a cliffhanger, but good, you know, go study it. First Samuel 15, 20 through 24. First Samuel 15, 20 through 24. And that's our brother Saul. He said, you know, he, he, he thought that his worship, his sacrifice was, was good enough. He thought that he was doing what he was supposed to be doing, but um, God came and said, nope, you wasn't. So um, study First Samuel 15, 20 through 24. And in my closing, I'm so sorry this was so lengthy. And in my closing, I'll go back over these steps. Number one, study. Number two, transparency. Number three, it's by permission, not by performance. Uh, number four, sacrifice. Five, ask the Holy Spirit. Six, obedience. Obedience is better than sacrifice. I pray that something was said that, um, that, uh, that you're able to take away and use. And I just thank God for you all. So at this time, I want to give people the opportunity to come on and say good morning. We want to start off with our, our gentlemen because, um, you know, the women, it's lots of us, and we will just come at it. So um, if there's any gentlemen that were um, gentlemen that were not able to say good morning, please go ahead. You have the floor. Yo, 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 yo. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Angela Victory family. God bless you all this morning. God bless you. Good morning. Good morning. God morning. God bless y'all. Good morning. God morning to you. If there are not any other gentlemen, ladies, good morning, everyone. Hey, good, good morning, morning. Ann. Good morning. It's Didi. Good morning. Love you, sis. Amazing. Love you, too, Didi. Good morning. It is Mona, too. It was a great decoration. Thank you. Hey, Mona. Good morning. Thank you. Morning. Praise God. Good morning, Angela. Barbara. Awesome declaration. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning, Good morning Angela. It's Arlisha Renee. Thank you. Great declaration. Good morning, Leomia. Hey, good morning, Aretha. I'm sorry. I think that was Aretha Renee and Naomi. Arlisha yes. Renee, sorry. And Naomi. Okay, good morning to the both of you. Thank you. There's anyone else? Anyone have any questions or comments? Um, anything that they uh, need uh, more um, elaboration on? Um, or if anyone wants to chime in um, about uh, worship and about in, uh, the secret place, please feel free to do so at this time. That last picture you gave was First Samuel, but I didn't get, I, I know 15 through 24, but what was the chapter? Um, actually, that 15 was the chapter. It's First Samuel 
uh, 15, verses 20 through 24. Oh, 20. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Good morning, Angela. Good morning, um, Victory Family. This is Rochelle. I just want to tell you, oh, my God, when, oh, the part that just stood out to me when you was saying about knowing God and his attributes, worshiping the Father wouldn't, is not a matter of the right place, but a matter, and I put substance of your heart and experience. Oh, my God, that part right there just took me for a run. So thank you. Awesome declaration. Thank you again for just bringing, you know, um, putting your potluck on the table to declare victory. So thank you so much. Thank you. Have a blessed day. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. That says, yes, yes, that um, resonated with me too. Truly appreciate you. Yes, ma'am. Girl, 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 I'm with Rochelle. I'm about to throw this Niner scarf off my head and run down the block. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, sis, man, if what you say, you just worship and don't know who you worshiping. And I agree exactly with that. When it's a, it's a matter of a heart, not a place, that hit me so, I mean, so good. And I'm so grateful that I learned years ago the difference between praise and worship. Because if you don't know him, that this this is fire. This is fire. I just love you, sis. Thank you so much for your word on this morning. I'm lit up. Thank you. Well, amen. Amen. You're so very welcome. Um, Praise God. It really, yeah, I had to learn the difference, too, of of praise and worship um, because it's, worship is such a, it's, it's so sweet. You can get it, you know, not you can, but it's a good thing to be addicted, you know, to worship, to just spend time and sit there and just let them come and just flood and just, I just love it. I'm, I get addicted to it. Angela? Yes? Thank you for your heart share. This is Lavelle. Um, Amen. Uh, uh, when you when you said worship, worship, I was thinking and breaking that word down, worth, worthship, worthship. Um, I worship God based on what he's worth to me. And you should worship him based on what he's worth to you. And if you, he's not that, that worthy of the worship to you, then you're not going to worship him in the manner of someone else. And that's why we ought not dictate a person's worship and how they worship. And then you, you, when you, when you went to uh, Romans eight, um, uh, and you, you, you hung around predestination, and and that word called in the Greek means to bid, to summon, to invite. And when Paul and Peter used it in the New Testament by the preaching of the gospel, they called, they bid, they summoned uh, people to come. Watch this in the secret place. Um, it carried the connotation of inviting someone to participate in and to enjoy the blessings of. And that's what God has done with all of us, called us to participate in and to enjoy the blessings of his kingdom. And then it goes on to say, those he called, he justified, when he justified, he also glorified. So I said that to say that in all of this COVID-19 and that we're dealing with today, that God foreknew you, predestinated you, sanctified you, justified you. And now we're going through this, God, didn't allow us to go through all that and now that we're in trouble 
to think that he won't help us out in the midst of what we're going through. I believe that God has put us here in this situation to be in the secret place, not just the secret place, but the secure place, um, uh, the sacred place um, of, of being closer to him. Um, and I think that is so important. So I'm glad you, you, you brought those scriptures yeah. out. And then, the, and then the six steps was just awesome. Um, I'm, I'm in, and, and I'm saying this sparingly, so uh, I'm in counseling now. And, and one thing I, I shared with, I'm in two, two, two counseling, group counseling and, and regular counseling. Uh, one is grief counseling. And, and, and I told them, don't address me as Pastor Jones. I don't want people to know that I'm, I'm a pastor, you know, because, because I was, I was doing a grief share not too long ago. And some of the people online know what I'm talking about. And they asked me, how did you feel as a pastor to lose your son? Well, again, the pastor didn't lose his son. His daddy lost his son. So, you know, I, I just want to be, be me. And, and, in, and in knowing God and, and knowing how to worship, you're totally right when you said, in order to worship, you have to know who God is. And, and, and I think this affords us uh, the ability to really get to know God at a time like this. So I want to say yeah. thank you for your heart share today. That was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for bringing that. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, this is such a perfect time. Um, that we are in to be in that secret place and to get to know him and to be able to worship him from, from who he is to us. Thank you so much for that. I appreciate your, your, um, your words and chiming in. Um, Can I I say one more thing? When, when, when I looked at Mary, when, when she accused her, Martha accused Jesus of Lazarus's death because they said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother hadn't died. And, and in spite of her attitude and her disposition, God raised their brother up in spite of them. And if you look at the word picture, you can imagine her putting her hand on her hip, letting her backbone slip, pointing her finger, Jesus, you had been here. You said you loved us, you know. And, and, but, the next, but the next day he was at a supper in Jairus' house, sitting at the table with Simon the leper. And, 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 and what it did, she opened up that box and, and started anointing his feet with her hair and in essence, I'm saying guilt will drive you to worship when you know Jesus. Guilt will literally drive you to worship. So. Yeah, yeah. That's that's real. That's true. That is deep. Yes, absolutely. 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 Is there anyone else? Good morning, Angela. This is Prosperous Sam. How are you? Hey, Prosperous Sam. I'm well. That was so, I love your, um, I love your energy when you speak. It just, um, it's, I, I really enjoyed your declaration. And one of the things that, you know, I've been Googling it. I loved, um, I haven't, I don't think I've ever heard the scripture before. I wanted to know if you could tell me which one it is where you um, said, um, we were talking about the secret place. And then you said, if he threw a javelin, it would split in two and go on each side. Um. The javelin was thrown. Now that was a, a an analogy. Um, the the scripture of the yeah, because I picture things. God gives me. That's how he. Um, that's how he works with me. 
he he's, he mm-hmm. works with me in in that way. He he allows me to, to see and what he was giving me was how you could be in such a secret. You know, the enemy can't touch you no matter what's going right. on. But now the javelin being thrown is when Saul is in Saul and David. Uh, what is that scripture? Yeah. Um, okay. I found that. When, First Samuel yeah. eighteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So when you know David was he was the minstrel at that time. He was supposed to be common. Saul's spirit down and um, Saul threw a javelin at him and he and he moved from that javelin uh, in that I believe in that scripture it says he did it you know more than once right and that's a whole nother story you know that's a whole nother teaching and it of, says I was um, thinking you might have gotten it because it does say that David eluded him twice um, yes yeah. So anyway, I just really, really love your teaching because it takes me into like this area where I want to do my little Bible study. <laughs> you know, I go on like oh, you yeah. said, you could just go on Google <laughs> and start looking things up. And it was just so it was really, really good. Um, so thank you so much for your declaration. It was awesome. And have a great day. Oh, oh, thank you so much. And you have a great day, too. Appreciate it. Good morning, Angela. This is Tanya. Great, great day. Good morning. morning. Um, worship is the attributes of God, and praising is what's. Can you explain uh, elaborate on the difference between praise and worshiping? Because you said the attributes of God, and I'm thinking praising was you know just thanking Him and glorifying Him. Yeah, well, praising God, you're doing it for it's like a transfer of credit. I, I would say. You're ascribing. It's something he did. You know, like I had used the analogy of, you know, get some unexpected money. You say, thank you. You know, you're giving him praise. Thank you for something. It's something that he did. Thank you for the new job. You know, it's um, ascribing, giving him credit for an action. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you so much. That's praise. Mm-hmm. He opened the door. Now, okay. worship is describing in the, what is that scripture? It's a scripture I love where God says that he is, I'm long-suffering. Um, I'm long-suffering to a thousand generations. I am, um, I'm kind, I'm good, I'm peace, I'm the great I am, I'm gracious. I'm abounding in goodness. That's describing his character. That is describing him. And it's so much more. That is just the, just a few words of who he is. Thank you so much. So that, did that help you? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Also, Angela, worship has to do with bringing the people of God into the very presence of God. And I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think she was talking more about his characteristics, though. But yes, absolutely. But I think she was wanting something just a little different. I think if I answered you right, too. Okay. Is there anyone else?
If there is no one else, we will go ahead and conclude the call. Okay, well, I pray that you all have a very, very magnificent, amazing day. God bless you. Be good to someone today. Tell someone that you love them. Make someone's day. Be a blessing to someone on today. Text somebody. Call somebody. Tell them that you love them. All right, Declare Victory family, we will see you tomorrow morning. Uh, same time, 6 a.m., same number. God bless you all. Family, have a wonderful, 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 blessed day. Bye. Thank you, Angela. Bye, amen. Bye, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Have, Bye. Have a blessed day, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.